This is Women in Revival podcast. Today we are starting a new series called The Immigrant's Mother in a Foreign Land. Principles to Raising Godly Children in Your Land of Surgeon. Our topic for today is Children are God's Heritage. As an immigrant mother, it can be difficult to raise children in a place that you don't know. You don't know how they live, how they raise children, how they do things. The way you do things is very culturally different to the way they do. And so it can be difficult to raise children, bringing up children in a different culture than the one you know and that you were brought up in. Through it all, you need to remember that children are God's heritage. Your child is the heritage of God. So no matter where you may be raising your child, whether it's in the UK, the US, Africa, Asia, all over the world, your child is under the protection of God. Sister, as you listen to Deborah, I pray that you'll begin to trust God in your child's life. And remember that no matter where you are, both in your land of surgeon and in your homeland, God can. Deborah Shinobi will now take us further on this subject. Thank you, Father God, for your faithfulness as you have brought us again to another series of praying that you will have your way in Jesus' name. Amen. So, welcome back to Women in Revival podcast and welcome to this new series. Again, we are still focusing on parenting, still focusing on motherhood. And I don't know why God has been speaking and speaking to us in many of us podcast series nowadays on motherhood and we need to take heed to whatever the Lord is saying. So if you need to contact us or you miss any episode in this particular series, do go to our website www.talkofrighteousness.co.uk. There you will find us on our contact us page or give us a call, give us a text, give us a chat, send us a chat on plus four four seven nine four four three nine eight. So on this new series, we want to look at the immigrant mother in a foreign land. The immigrant mother in a foreign land. Principles to raising godly children in your land of sojourn. Many of you are immigrants in one nation or another. I also am an immigrant. I became a citizen of my country a couple of years ago, but I came as an immigrant. So perhaps you are an immigrant raising children far from your native land, or you are a missionary. I am with you. I am also an immigrant mother. You know, a couple of years ago, I found myself in a foreign land, but today no more a foreign land. This is my land now. So, and I married a citizen of that country. My husband was born in the country where I dwell, and that he was taken back to Nigeria at age six. So, most of his childhood years were spent in Nigeria. So, I can understand what it means to raise even godly children in one's land of sojourn as an immigrant mother. Often time I hear people of children raised in the Western world is this, is that. You know, sometimes we talk so much about the even about amongst these children, which I'm not saying let's don't talk about it, but let's don't forget that we have a God who rules over the affairs of men. Regardless of which land you are raising your children, there is no nation on earth that is safe or that is protected from the wise, from the influence of the wicked one. But nevertheless, we have a God who is on our side. So today on this particular series, the immigrant mother in a foreign land, principles to raising godly children in your land of sojourn, I want us to look at children and God's heritage. As we'll be talking together on basic principles that might help you in raising your children as godly children, even in your land of sojourn, maybe you are in the Western world, maybe you live in Asia, America, Canada, United Kingdom, wherever in the world, and you felt, oh, if only I'm in my mother's land, oh, I would have been able to raise these children the way I would love to raise them. And I'm saying that is not true. Everywhere we find ourselves, God says he will give us that land, isn't it? 
and that means we give us godly children in that land if we are willing to partner together even with god so let us look at children are god's heritage so regardless of your own upbringing regardless of the environment in which you have sojourned in which you are now raising your children one thing that you must know and i think it is because we lack this understanding that we think one place is better than another in the raising of our children you must know that the child in your hands the child in your home that son of yours that daughter of yours is the lord's heritage I think having that principle, having that understanding will shape even your response to parenting, regardless of which land you find yourself. So the word heritage, I want us to define heritage. The word heritage means a property that is or may be inherited. It is an inheritance. It is a special or individual possession. It is an allotted portion. So that's what dictionary tells us. So when we are saying your children are God's heritage, what we are saying is your children are God's property. Your children are God's inheritance. Your children are God's special possession. Your children are God's allotment unto you. God's children are the portion God has dished out to you regardless of the environment where you live and the key to raising godly children is not for the environment you are raising them in no rather it is about the one who gave you the child children are god's heritage you know it reminds me of samson's father mr manua when he knew that the wife would be conceiving and have a child he asked a question he wasn't concerned about what the philistines were doing at that time in the history of of the israelites rather he was concerned about how will they raise this child so he asked how do we order this child so that is what we must do in whichever nation we find ourselves so as an immigrant mother in a foreign land your key focus is to ask god to give you clear direction on how you should raise your own child even in your land of sojourn and i want us to quickly read a few scriptures let's read psalm 24 verse 1 and it says the heart is the lord's and the fullness thereof the world and they that dwell therein so what is this saying to us the land where you live presently maybe you live in england wales scotland canada america france just name it pakistan and you are saying things are hard in our nation wherever you find yourself one thing you must know is that that nation that land belongs to the lord and not only that even the people who dwells in that land they belongs to him the world where you are raising your child now belongs to god so you can tap into the heart of God to know how you can raise your child even in that land. So whether your mind that this nation where I am, where I am giving birth to children, where I'm raising my children and I'm seeing the challenges of raising godly children in this land, I am going to partner with God. I want to have a deeper understanding of the plan of God since this nation belongs to him, since this land belongs to him, since all the children that are being raised in this nation, they are his. And then Psalm 115 verse 16 also says, The heaven, even the heavens, are the Lord's, but the earth hath he given to the children of men. So what is this saying to you again? God dwells in the heaven, but he's giving you the earth. And that includes that nation where you have sojourned. God has given you that nation. It is a gift. And if you are bringing forth children in that nation, raising children in that nation, the God who gives you that nation to dwell in is able to raise your children through you. And Psalm 127 verse 1 now says, Except the Lord builds the house, the labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman wicked, but in vain. I don't know whether you are saying we've ascertained that the earth is the Lord's. Whether you are in Asia, whether you are in South America, whether you are in a Spanish speaking world, in a French speaking world, wherever you are in, that place is the Lord's. And everyone who dwells there. And that God has given you that place. 
the earth he has given to the children of men. And now in Psalm 127, the verse 1 that we read told us that except the Lord build, even if you are living in your native land, except God help you to raise that child, your labor will be in vain. Except the Lord build your child, except the Lord raise your child, your effort will be useless. So except the Lord keeps the city, the watchman wicked, but in vain. And then verse 3, Lo, children are an heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. The verse to that I omitted says, It is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows, for so he giveth his beloved sleep. Maybe you have been having sleepless nights over the things that are happening in the life of your child. All the things you are seeing in the news about youth, about children, about boys, about girls in the nation where you live. The Bible says it is vain for you to rise up early and then go to bed late carrying unnecessary burden over your child. Instead, you need to know that this child is God's heritage. Children are an heritage of the Lord. The fruit of the womb is his reward. So what must you know? What must you do? Know that your child is God's property. And you know, if you buy a car, for example, your car comes with a manual. The people who produce that car knows the in and out of that car. So if your child is God's heritage, God knows the in and out of that child. If the art is the Lord, God knows how you should raise that child, even in the terrain, even in the atmosphere, in the environment wherein you are raising your children. And my personal prayer for you is, you will not be worked up, you will not be perplexed, you will not be discouraged and see the negativity even in the nation where you are dwelling in as a migrant. Instead, you will understand and know that that nation is the Lord's and that that your child is inherited from the Lord. And the God who owns the land where you live and the God who gave you that child is able to equip you and give you wisdom as to how to raise godly children in that foreign land. God is able to bring your way people who are also raising godly children, even in that perverse nation. And you can together hold hands together as you raise your children as his heritage. Amen. This is Women in Revival podcast. Yesterday we started a new series called The Immigrant Mother in a Foreign Land Principles to Raising Godly Children in Your Land of Surgeon. Our topic for today is Don't Adopt All the Principles of the Land of, of Surgeon. Sister, when you move to a foreign land, it's easy to abandon all that you've learned and just adopt all their principles. And sometimes it's also easy to refuse to adopt any of their principles and continue with, with the way you were brought up. Today, Deborah will be talking to us about the need to balance it out. There are some principles in, the land of, in your land of surgeon which will be useful for raising your children. No one culture is right, and so it's great to bring a merge of different cultures together to raise your child in the best way possible. You have the opportunity in your land of surgeon to learn about how another culture raises their children and adopts the best principles. But don't give up all the principles that were used to bring you up. There may actually be some which are useful. Don't discard your homeland's principles just because you're in a new place. I pray that as you listen to Deborah, God will give you wisdom as to how to balance the principles that you use in bringing up your children. Deborah Shinobi will now take us further on this subject. Father God, we thank you. We are grateful for this series again that you are helping us with. And I'm praying that you will give us your perspective to the upbringing of our children regardless of the land or the atmosphere that we are living. Amen. Welcome back to the Women in Revival podcast. And welcome back to this particular series, The Immigrant Mother in a foreign land as we look at principles to raising godly children in your land of sojourn. Yesterday we looked at the principle number one 
And what we saw was the first principle you need to adopt is to know that the nation where you are living in belongs to the Lord. And every man, every woman, every child that lives in that land belongs to the Lord. And to know also that your child is God's heritage. Your child is God's inheritance. Your child is God's allotment that he has portioned out to you. If you missed yesterday's episode, feel free to go back to our website, okofrighteousness.co.uk. And if you need to contact us, you can contact us via our website or send us your message or a call on plus 4439815. So today on this series, The Immigrant Mother in a Foreign Land, Principles to Raising Godly Children in Your Land of Sojourn, I want us to look at principle number two, and that is don't adopt all the principles of the land of your sojourn. Don't adopt all these principles of the land you've migrated into. Don't forget your culture of origin. It was my daughter who told me when I told her I'll be running a series on this particular and I said, do you have anything to say? She said, what I want to say to mothers who migrated maybe to the western world who are living in England or so, she said, don't forget your culture of origin also. There are things she says that when I have children, there are some things that happens in this my culture, in the British culture, that I'm not going to introduce to my children. There are things that I've seen in the Nigerian culture that I believe needs to be upheld. So, culture is not necessarily bad. But if your culture glorifies the enemy or hinders you, from raising godly children, then discard it. So while living in a foreign land, don't forget your culture of origin. And I want us to go to Psalms 137 verse 1 to 4. There will be many things you will be introduced to in your land of sojourn. It's rather sad that oftentimes when people migrate to other countries, we adopt the lifestyle of that country. So sometimes we walk Around the clock, we don't have time for our children. Then later we begin to complain. Sometimes we disdain our children with money, with toys, with material things, but they don't get our love. Sometimes you hear people say, oh, when I was in so-so country in my native land, oh, I used to be very fervent, I used to be this. And I'm asking you, what happened to you then? The fact that you are in a foreign land is not a reason for backsliding. It's not a reason to adopt the lifestyle of the land where we are living in. I'll tell you one of the culture is the dress culture. So sometimes we dress our children, our daughters, according to the culture where we are living in. You don't have to. You don't have to. Sometimes you yourself listen to music of the culture. You don't have to. We have a superior culture, which is the heavenly culture. And any culture that will not submit to the heavenly culture, then we need to throw it away. So don't forget that in day one, we said the earth is the Lord's and its fullness thereof. And everyone who is there, and that the heavens are the Lord's, and that he has given the earth to the children of men. He's giving you the earth. And we saw that except God builds, our labor will be in vain, and that children are his heritage. So in order to deal with the matter before us today, the need not to adopt all the principles of the land of your sojourn. We are reading Psalm 137 and we are reading verse 1 to 4 and it says, By the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down. Yeah, we wept when we remembered Zion. Let me pause there. This is the children of Israel. Why they were taken captive to Babylon. And they were retelling their story. They said, at that river of Babylon, this was what happened. There we sat down and they said we wept. We remember Zion. That means there was a time in their sojourn in Babylon when they remembered what life used to be for them in Israel. So, in order for you not to adopt strange culture in the foreign land where you have found yourself, there is the need to remember where you were coming from. There is the need to remember the authentic Christianity that you were probably given, even in your own country. 
before you migrated to whatever country that you are in. So any fellowship, anywhere you find yourself, where the doctrine does not agree with the doctrine of Christ, what must you do? You throw it away. So by the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down. Yeah, we wept when we remembered Zion. Don't throw away your own country totally and, you know, completely. No, don't do that. And then verse 2 says, We hanged our harps upon the willows in the midst thereof. And verse 2 now tells us why they were weeping, why they hung their harp. Remember verse 1, we are told that it was at the rivers of Babylon. It was in their land of sojourn where they were migrants. There they sat down. There they wept. Why were they weeping? When they remember Zion. And now verse 2, they then did something based on what they remember. They then did something based on the prevailing circumstance. And they said, we hanged our abs upon the willows in the misery of why? For there, they that carried us away captive required us, required of us a song, and they that wasted us required of us might. Saying, Sing us one of the songs of Zion. How shall we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? That is the key thing for me. How shall we adopt an ungodly culture because we are in a strange land? While I said, Don't abandon. The culture of your own country. I am also saying, thank God even for the culture where you come from. If any culture do not agree with the heavenly culture, you need to drop it down. So the children of Israel here at the rivers of Babylon, they hung their harp, they wept because they remember Zion. They hung their harp and refused to play or to sing what their captors were requiring of them. They were required to sing the Lord's song, even in Babylon. And they said, how can we? It is abomination. How do we sing the song of the Lord in a strange land? So what do I want to take from this? This is what you must know. You must know who you are. The honest truth is that if you don't know who you are in a strange land, the possibility that you don't know who you are, even from your home country where you migrated from, is very, very high. So there is the need. To know what is acceptable and what is not acceptable. There is the need to know the culture that is right and the culture that is contrary even to the word of God. Don't forget your culture of origin. While living in your new land, in the foreign land you call it, don't forget the culture the which you were brought up. You know, there were principles from my culture, for example, that I inculcated even with my children. I try as much as possible to speak my native language to them so they can understand. So sometimes when we travel, like my older child and I traveled recently, she understood everything people were saying and all of that. So that is something to teach our children. If you've got your, a local dialect or a language, why not communicate with your children while in your foreign land? And there are many other cultures that I upheld in my home as long as it is not sinful. I remember one of the things my daughter says is when I have my children, I wouldn't want a situation when the younger one calls the older one just a name or anything. If the first child is a girl, I want the younger siblings to refer to their older sister as sister. I want them to give her that dignity. I don't like a situation where I see children calling their parents by name, calling their mother or their father by name. That is not right, she was saying. She said, not to talk away. I'm not going to allow my children, the younger ones, to disrespect the older one by just calling her name here and there. I want them to refer to her as brother or as my sister. So that was what she told me. And I remember she was talking about the matter of discipline, that most of the Western world culture abhors discipline. Now, we are not talking about abuse. We are not talking about abusing your children. There are times when the child needs to be granted, when the child needs to be denied um, a privilege. Don't say, well, you know, in this country, we can't reprimand them. That is not true. Even the people in government, they reprimand their children reprimand your child whatever culture you find yourself the child that you fail to reprimand today will put you to shame 
even in the public tomorrow. It marvels me when I go to shop and I see little children controlling their parents on the bus, controlling their parents in the shops. Some of them are crying uncontrollably and shouting and screaming. And I'm saying the child did not start today. It is a culture that we have allowed them to settle into. So don't adopt all the principles of the land of your sojourn. Remember, even the principles or the culture of your land of origin and ultimately measure and weigh all principles or cultures in line with the heavenly culture. And I feel like closing with this scripture, Ephesians chapter 2, and I probably want verse 19, and it says, Now therefore, ye are no more strangers and foreigners. So even in the land where we are living, it is our father's land. So we are not strangers or foreigners there. And it says, but fellow citizens with the saints. So in order to uphold biblical principles, find people who are of like-minded. And they could even be the people of the land where you sojourn. Fellowship with them. So we are fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God. So this is a principle that every principle, whether of your homeland or of your sojourn land, all principles of these nations must be subjected, must be submitted, must be weighed, must be checked by the heavenly citizenship. And I'm praying that the Lord will help you, even in your modern rule, though living in a land far from your native land. Amen. This is Women in Revival podcast. Two days ago, we started a new series called The Immigrant Mother in a Foreign Land, Principles to Raising New Godly Children in Your Land of Sojourn. Our topic for today is, what matters is walking with God. Sister, the most important thing in raising children in a foreign land or even in your own homeland is walking with God. Do you have a walk with God? Does your child have a walk with God? Sister, without these two important components, your walk with God and your child's walk with God, it is not possible to raise a godly child. It is not possible to raise a godly child either in your homeland or in a foreign land. Sometimes there's this um, stereotype that in the Western world it's harder to raise godly Christian children than in places like Africa or Asia. And sister, that is not true if you have a walk with God. There are challenges in every part of the world, but one thing that you'll find in common with godly children is that they have godly parents. You cannot produce what you don't have. You can't plant an apple tree if you only have pear seeds. And so, sister, you must first of all look to your own walk with God and then look to impart that unto your child so that with those two walks with God, your child cannot go wrong. Devotion B will now take us further on this subject. Heavenly Father, thank you so much. Um, thank you for how you are helping us and it is my prayer that you will help us to fulfill your mandate regardless of which land we are raising our children in. In Jesus' name, Amen. So I want to welcome you back to Women in Revival podcast and particularly to this podcast series, The Immigrant Mother in a Foreign Land, as we look at principles to raising godly children in your land of sojourn. Sometimes we find ourselves outside our native land, sometimes because God wants to walk through us. And sometimes we are the one who made ourselves away from our native land. Whatsoever it is, if you are now in a land other than your native land and you are raising children there, is it possible to raise godly children in such an environment? And I say, yes, it is possible. We have many biblical evidences of this. So we can trust God to help us to raise godly children even in our land of sojourn. So I want us today to look at principle number three, 
we saw principle number one the need to know that your child is God's heritage and to know that as a result the art is the Lord's and the fullness thereof and except he raise your child your labor is in vain and we saw principle number two which is not to adopt all the principles of the land of Sir John you need to weigh them you need to scrutinize them and today we want to look at the third principle which is what matters is working with God as a mother so it's not about where you are that's what I'm saying while I'm not putting aside the fact that the atmosphere the which we are raising our children matters but I am also saying that even in that atmosphere what really matters is that you as a mother is working with God and working in partnership with God regardless of the nation of the land of the people group where you found yourself so there is a need for you as a mother to be in a close relationship with God the Bible says the secret of the Lord is with those who fears him and there are secrets concerning how to raise your own particular child in your land of sojourn that God wants to communicate with you so it is as you walk closer with God it's as you see your child as a project from God and you walk close with God and you are walking alongside God over this child will you be able to receive the specific as to how to raise your child even in this land of your sojourn in Genesis chapter 5 verse 24 we read that an Enoch walked with God and it was not for God to him. so what are we seeing here this Genesis 5 from the very beginning you will see different people and their lifestyles how they lived she gave birth to children and died but when it came to Enoch something changed about Enoch and the Bible says Enoch walked with God Enoch walked with God and that is what will make the difference in your land of sojourn a situation where everything that is happening to all mothers is the same thing terrible things happening to everybody just as we see in Genesis 5 they were just giving birth to children and then they die nothing that is attached to their work with God but when it got to Enoch things changed Enoch had a personal work with God and the Bible says God took him he went in rapture with God so there is the need for you as a mother whether you are in the foreign land whether you are in your homeland there is the need to develop a close relationship with God the giver of children after all your child is his heritage and like I said just like the father of Samson Mr. Manoah who asks how do we order this child it is as you, as you walk in close relationship with God that you are able to ask him what are you saying concerning this child this is what is happening in the environment what do I do and God will be able to share with you what needs to be done and what needs not to be done also Amos chapter 3 verse 3 says can two work together except they be agreed so if you are going to raise godly children for God in your land of sojourn there is the need to work with God and if you are going to work with God you need to be in agreement with God so what are the things that needs to be in agreement with God first your very life are you born again are you a true child of God are you a role model in your home regardless of what is happening in your society you need to allow your life your lifestyle to agree with God if you are a partying mother in a foreign land sorry to say you are already raising a child who will also be a party lover in the future so let your life be in agreement with God and number two let your perspective of the land you are living be in agreement with God we saw God said the land is his the earth is the Lord and his fullness thereof isn't it and we also saw that God said the earth and they that dwell therein so let your life be in agreement with God let your perspective of the land you are raising your children be in agreement with God don't see the land out of fear see it as God's own property and he has put you there for such a time as yours and number three be in agreement with God in your view 
of your child. People may be telling their stories of woe, of, oh, when children get to this so-so age, this is what happens. Oh, they are doing this now. Oh, it is LGBTQ+. Oh, this is the curriculum they are doing now at school. Oh, is this. And then you are just tossed through and through by all sorts of winds. No. While I'm not denying that all these things are happening, then you need to settle your own mind. In the God that you have a close work with, in the God who gave you that child, whose your life is in agreement with. So you need to see your own children uniquely through the eyes of God and not through the events that are happening in your own land of sojourn. Oftentimes, sometimes I've seen people, we, we raise our children out of reaction. Oh, they said this is this. And we, we raise children out of fear, not out of faith. So let your life be in agreement with God. Let your perspective of the land you are living be in agreement with God. And let your perspective of that child of yours that you are raising in a foreign land be in agreement with God. The moment you see as God sees, then you will be able to receive the mindset of God, the goal of God, the idea of God, the implement that you will need to raise that specific child, even in the foreign land regardless of what is happening in that land. You know, I love this song that says, when we walk with the Lord, the light of his word, what a glory is shed on our ways. When we do his goodwill, he abides with us still. Is that not beautiful? So the key thing, what matters, is not to make a research of your land and while we need to be informed as to what happens in the environment we lived in. But what really matters is working with God. So that whatever you know, you are able to table it with God. And God can give you even his perspective and his way out what to do with your children. Despite the scenario in that nation. I'm praying that the Lord will challenge your heart. Maybe you don't have a work with God. You go to church, but your work with God is wishy-washy. Maybe you used to be very fervent in your home now, in your native land. But here now in your own Babylon, you have become something else. Your prayer life has dwindled. Your intake of the word of God has dwindled. You don't have time for fellowship. You don't go to church anymore because you work most Sundays. Then you will get into trouble. There is the need to work with God. There is the need to allow your life to be in agreement with the God you are working with. There is the need to allow your perspective of the land you are living in to be in agreement with God. There is the need to allow your perspective of your child or your children to be in agreement with God. Amen. This is Woman in Revival podcast. Three days ago, we started a new series called The Immigrant Mother in a Foreign Land, Principles to Raising Godly Children in Your Land of Sojourn. Our topic for today is See Your Child Through God's Eyes. Sister, see your child through the eyes of God, not through the eyes of the culture of the land in which you are raising them. Don't see your child as a British child, as an American child, as a Nigerian child, as a Zimbabwean child, as a, an Asian child, as a Chinese child, as an Australian child. The list goes on and on. Don't see them as that child. See them as God's child. And so you must raise them in that perspective. Remember, no matter what you see, no matter the influences that the culture around you may have on your child, you must always see your child in the eyes of God. Depression be will now take us further on this subject. Father God, thank you for the continuity of this series. Once again, we ask for your blessing upon today's episode in Jesus' name. Amen. So welcome back to Women in Revival podcast. And we are still on the series, The Immigrant Mother in a Foreign Land principles to raising godly children in your land of sojourn. Uh, this series is dedicated to my fellow immigrant mothers in whichever nation you found yourself. It is my prayer that the land where we are living in will not become an excuse for our failures, even in motherhood. 
God wants to prosper our lives as mothers, regardless of the land where we are living in. We've looked at three principles when we started. We saw that principle number one is to know that our children are God's heritage. And principle number two is not to adopt all the principles of the land where we sojourn in. We must check them with the word of God. There are principles from the land where we are coming from. Don't just discard all the principles from your own land also. And then last time we saw that principle number three is the need to walk and walk with God. Walk and walk with God. So today, before we move on, let me quickly say to you that if you've missed any episode, go to our website, okofrighteousness.co.uk. Go on our contact us page and you will get us from there. And today we want to look at principle number four. And that is, see your child through God's eyes and not through the culture of the land. This is very, very important. I mentioned a bit of that yesterday, and we want to look at that properly today. What you see concerning your child matters. So see that child through the eye of God and not through the culture of that land. And we are going to quickly read Exodus chapter 2. I love the story of Jochebed. She was one of those mothers that the Lord used to equip my own heart in my mothering role. At a junction, the Lord was showing me about the life of Jochebed and the practical steps she took to rescue her son in a world that was falling apart, so to say. And so let's read Exodus chapter 2. And we are reading verse 2. And it says, And the woman conceived and bare a son. And when she saw him, that he was a goodly child, she ate him three months. Are you saying that's the King James Version? The woman, Jochebed, conceived and she bare a son. At that time, it was difficult getting pregnant, not to talk of having a boy. It was a crime to actually give birth to a boy as an Hebrew woman. So, Jochebed gave birth to a boy in Egypt. And then, what kept her? What helped her to raise Moses as an outstanding child was what she saw. The Bible says she saw Moses as a goodly child. The situation on ground was not good. The situation on ground was bad for Moses. It spelled doom. But Jochebed did not see doom. Jochebed saw a good child. And that is the key to raising godly children as an immigrant in a foreign land. What can you see concerning that child? In good news, he says, and she bore him a son, and when she saw what a fine baby he was, you see, she saw. What she saw informed how she acted. And Amplify says, she saw that he was exceedingly beautiful. Are you saying now, this was a woman who had raised a boy already and now giving birth to another boy, particularly in a very challenging time when the Jews were not allowed to have boys. Then she didn't see the king's decree. She didn't see the killing of her neighbor's son. She didn't kill the crying from many Jewish homes in Egypt who had baby boys. She saw her own child as a fine child. She didn't see the child as a child that has come to kill her, even in a foreign land. No. No, sometimes we allow the things that are happening to make us say things we shouldn't say, even concerning our children. So if you look at message, for example, message says she saw there was something special about him. What can you see concerning your child? Are you seeing what psychologists are saying? Are you seeing what philosophers are saying? Are you seeing what the teachers are telling you about that child? While I'm not saying ignore what teacher says, obviously take what teacher says and work with it in the presence of God. Jochebed saw Moses as a special child, as an exceedingly beautiful child, and that propelled her to act. Proverbs 23 verse 7 says, For as a tinkered in his heart, so is he. I just want to stop on that first part. As he thinks in his heart, so he is. 
So your thoughts about your child, what you see will inform your thoughts, isn't it? And what you think about your child is what you act upon. So hence the reason why you need to have good sight. You need to have God's sight so that your sight of your child, in accordance to God's will, informs your thought of, of that child and informs your action. As a man thinketh, so is he. And then, in Genesis 13, verse 14 and 15, God spoke to Abraham at a time when Lot has taken all the good land, so to say. And God came and spoke, verse 14 and 15, Genesis 13. And the Lord said unto Abraham, after that Lot was separated from him, Lift up now thine eyes, and look from the place where thou art, northward, and southward, and eastward, and westward. For all the land which thou seest to thee will I give it, and to thy seed forever. Are you saying, maybe when Lot has taken all the land, and Abraham looked, all the fertile land, Lot has taken the God came and be direct his vision and God says look up. So for you to raise an outstanding child in your land of sojourn, there is the need to look up. Don't look at don't look around at all that is happening amongst all other immigrant mothers. Look up to God, the giver of that child. Let him give you his vision, his sight for that child. And 2 Corinthians 5.14 says, For the love of Christ constraineth us, because we thus judge, that if one die for all, then we are all dead. So are you saying, what brother Paul sees here? He has seen the crucified Christ. So what he has seen, he said, That has formed my love for others. The love of Christ constrains me. It helps me to have a godly view of others. To help me see that actually, that child is someone Jesus died for. So why would Jesus allow a child that he died for to go wayward? I'm praying that the Lord will help us to have good perspective. And maybe your heart is full of many bad thoughts as a result of what you are seeing here and there about your child. The book called 2 Corinthians chapter 10 tells us, I think from verse 4, that the weapon of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Go to the Lord in the place of prayer and destroy every vision, every revelation that are contrary to God's vision for that child. As you do that, speak God's word into the life of your child. And God, who is faithful in helping us to raise our children, regardless of the land or the nation we find ourselves, will work again even through you. Amen. This is Women in Revival podcast. Four days ago, we started a new series called The Immigrant Mother in a Foreign Land, Principles to Raising Godly Children in Your Land of Sojourn. Our topic for today is grow in your understanding of the environment. Sister, it's very important that as you raise children in a foreign land that you know the culture, you understand the environment, how do the schools work, what kind of things are they teaching there. If you want to raise a godly child, you need to know what they will be teaching your children, the kind of people your child will come across, so that you'll be able to counteract any evil that they may be exposed to. So attend school events, go to youth group meetings, make sure that you're involved with your child's life. You can't leave your child alone and say they can handle it themselves. A plant that is not cared for will not grow. So sister, you grow in your understanding of the environment in which you are raising your child. Devotionaby will now take us further on this subject. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this series and how you've brought us to the end of this thing today. I'm praying that you will cap it up for us in Jesus' name. Amen. So, I want to say thank you for joining me to the end of this series, The Immigrant Mother in a Foreign Land, Principles to Raising Godly Children in Your Land of Sojourn. Many of us left our native land where we grew up and found ourselves in foreign lands where we have made home now but i realize that many who 
migrated maybe from Africa and now in the Western world are struggling even with the godly upbringing of their children. And this is so because we ourselves, honestly, we have embraced the culture and the principles of the land which we have sojourned in. So we looked at a few principles. If you go back to our website, oakofrighteousness.co.uk, you will find even these principles that we have looked at day one to day four. Last time we were looking at principle number four, which was the fact that you need to see your child through God's eye and not through the culture of your land. I mentioned Jokebed. Jokebed was also a migrant. Jokebed was a Jew in Egypt. Perhaps she was given birth to in Egypt. We don't know how old she was when we met her as a mother, but I can as I believe that she was given birth to in Egypt. So she was a child of an immigrant mother. But by the time she will have her own children, Jokebet shows us that her mother raised her well, even in a foreign land. And if God could help Jokebet, God can help us. If God could help the mother of Jokebet, God can help you. God can help me. So to close this series today, we want to look at the last principle. Grow in your understanding of the environment where you have sojourned. Tell you, for example, Abraham knew the behavior of the Canaanite girls. So he said to his servant not to look for wife for his son, Isaac, even in Canaan. Why? He had an understanding of the life of the Canaanite girls. So he was able to put things in place for when his son, Isaac, will get married. So there is the need for us to grow in our understanding of the environment we are living in and how God can help us to make good decisions even in the upbringing of our own children in such environment. Be conversant. Let's read Hosea chapter 4 verse 6 and it says, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. So I will just stop there. It is important to acquire knowledge. Know what is happening in your child's school. You know, go to parents' evening. Ask questions. Know who your children's friends are. When teachers tell you attitudes or behaviors that your children is man or your child is manifesting, take it on board and work on it. So be knowledgeable. Know what the school curriculum is. Know what the curriculum that children of your child's age are being taught in school. Know the nitty-gritty of what your child is being taught. Know what your child is taught in Sunday school, in the children's class. So be knowledgeable. Read books. Read books written by, you know, indigenous people of the land you've sojourned in. You know, this is one thing I found out. Sometimes we kept reading and reading books from our own native land, which I have nothing against. I do also. But I balance it up. So read from the perspective of the land where you are giving birth to your children. Learn from those who gave birth to children here and who are raising their children here. There are immigrants who have dwelt in the land where you dwell and they've given birth to children, they've raised children and they succeeded. So listen to them. Hear their perspective. So there is the need to grow in your knowledge of your environment. This is very, very important. You know, 2 Timothy 3, 7 says something that I want to bring your attention to. And it says, ever learning. And that is the word that I just need. Ever learning. The other part says, are never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. You don't want that. Why are you equipping yourself with knowledge? It is so that you can come to the knowledge of the truth. You need to be ever learning, be growing. Our world is changing. Our society is changing socially every now and then. Yet the word of God is constant. Understand the society and get into the word, which is the truth. Jesus says, sanctify them by your word. Your word is truth. And find truth for the confusion in your society, for the confusion in the foreign land where you have sojourned. So be an ever-learning mother. If there are workshops, 
if there are parenting courses that school is running go and be part of it if there are school trips go and be part of it if there are opportunities to come to your child's class go and be part of it you know i remember when my child was in reception here they needed i think they were doing african week or so i can't remember what they were doing anyway so they needed a parent to come in to come and teach african culture so i volunteered so i went into the class to they wanted me to cook african meal so i cooked what nigerians call yam pottage so some of the children were with me prepared the food with me and we played a game we played a nigerian game i can't remember what it's called i don't know why i can't remember this we, it's a common game so we played that game i improvised i used um egg boxes to you know kind of bring about the game so we played that game and i was also asked to tell a story i was also asked to teach them numbers in yoruba which i did so i did all of that while i was there i was the one who was actually learning because i was learning how they were taught and i was learning the children's behavior in classroom because this will help me as a mother at home with my own child whom i'm raising in a foreign land my own child is used to the culture she was given birth to here but i am the strange one isn't it so i have to learn the culture i have to understand i have to know i have to subtract i have to add so grow in your understanding of the environment if there are opportunities at school go don't work and work what your child needs from you is not your money i'm sorry sometimes we say we want to give them a better future what better future do you want to offer your child money no what your child needs you is your person so grow to know the land go to understand the environment with your child schools with your child lands listen to the story your child tells you after school you will get to understand the culture that takes place on their playground be willing to learn go to school events are they doing end of the year this go are the children doing a special assembly be there be available are they going on a school trip go with them i had two children one of them was in school one was in nursery and when the older one was in school she always loved it that i follow her to school trip she enjoys it and she wants to be in my group when they are grouped so she was very happy with that then meanwhile the second one she loves me coming for school trips she's very happy but she would not want me to put her in my group she wants to be in a teacher's group and sometimes i will even go and hold her hands and come she say no no mommy no mommy so i learned a lot through that so i was able to understand my child at home and my child at school i realized how they were taught and how this child obey teachers authority teachers instruction if you are not present in your child's school tell me how do you know what goes on sometimes the perspective or the mindset of immigrant mothers is that you've come to a foreign land to make money then may i ask you what is the essence of the money that you've made the houses and the cars the houses you've built with the money the cars you've bought with the money and a child that is addicted and a child that you'll be struggling with all the days of your life i'm praying that the lord will help you to make a sacrifice even on behalf of your child if there are things you need to learn about the environment where you are as an immigrant i pray that you take it to heart to learn that you know even in the land where i am here in the uk before you get the citizenship i remember i did that there was a course you have to do life in the uk to get you used to what life is some of their patrons some of their culture the things that go on you know little little here little there so i have an idea of what life is even in the land where you have sojourn as that will help you even in the upbringing of your child don't just busy yourself with work or busy yourself with church activities or fellowship activities don't just busy yourself with teaching your, your children the bible as good as that is 
it is wise to have a knowledge base of what life is in that land so that you can weave the word of God even into sessions that you will be doing with your child. And also, learn from other mothers who have been there. And I pray that the Lord will help you even as you seek to raise godly children for the Lord, even in the land of your sojourn. Amen.